Okay, welcome everybody to the Be Revolutionary podcast. I am your host, Andrew Perry, and my co-host, Emily Berry, and our very special guest today, Evan McDonald. Thank you for joining us today, Evan. I know you're super, super busy. Yeah, thanks I guess for we all me. are, right? I say that to every guest. I know you're super busy, but thank you for joining the show today. This is episode seven, 007. That's how we record wow, our episode, 007. So it's, it's the first season, seventh episode. 007, James Evan Bond. Looks like James Bond. McDonald. Um, uh Emily, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? I You've will got the, there's a lot of titles he has behind his name. So oh. I got to prepare myself for this introduction. <laughs> um, I'm excited to have Evan on the show. I thought I knew stuff about you, and then I started reading, and I'm like, Joel. This guy's like been places and done lots of stuff. He's really, really smart. And I don't know, there's so much to talk about with you, Evan. Evan, this is what your bio reads on the Revel Realty website. Evan's resume reads like a cosmopolitan recipe for success. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Born in Germany, which I didn't know you were born in Germany. Lived all over Canada and Europe before attending Brock University and coming to Niagara. Originally from uh, St. Catharines. Niagara? Not not originally St. Catharines, but uh, that's where I ended up. That's where you ended up. Yes, because you're born in Germany. Okay, top top ten ranking in the world for several years in wrestling. Like this is like a huge resume. So my first question is, how did you get involved with the wrestling stuff um, and real estate? So tell us kind of how you. Uh, tell us I, I don't, I don't yeah, know how they I don't the know, I don't know how they cross over, but uh, <laughs> wrestling. I don't know. That was just when I always played a lot of sports. I played everything: hockey, football, rugby soccer. And then, uh, one, one year in, in high school, a wrestling coach came and said, like, you'd be good at this. Just my, I guess like the, I had the right build or whatever. Right. Was this in, when, was, where was this at? Where'd you go to high school? In Ottawa. In Ottawa. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I gave it a try and, uh, had some pretty like early success naturally. And so that's how I think anybody falls in love with just about anything. Okay. You're naturally good at it. So you're like, I'll keep doing this thing. All right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it took off from there. I had, I had success like at every, at every level I competed at and obviously went to the Olympics and competed at just about every international competition going in that sport. So it was, it okay. was a good run. When did you go to Brock university where like, how does that tie in? Uh, I moved here in 2000 to go for wrestling. Brock has a good wrestling team. Mm -hmm. Uh, you basically have a choice with wrestling to compete at Brock or, uh, Vancouver or Montreal. Those are the three main clubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you're, if you're competing on the Olympic team, you'll be at one of those clubs basically. Okay. So this was closer to, to Ottawa, closer to family and friends. So I decided to, to come here. That's basically the main reason why I ended up here. I didn't even know about Niagara. Like I'd, been in Niagara Falls. Okay. I, like, <laughs> I didn't really, know, I didn't know about Niagara on the Lake. I didn't know like yeah. about this area at all. I just came here for wrestling and, and then I had planned on moving back to Ottawa, but I, I fell in love with it here. So never Okay. Left. Very cool. So Evan, it goes right into real estate. It says in university, you yep. got kind of the real estate bug. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, um, you've since flipped over $20 million in real estate, apartment buildings, Airbnbs, restaurants, even a winery. So this was all news to me. Yeah. So how how did you, so you're wrestling and university. Yeah. Is that when you met your lovely wife? Yeah. That's how we met. Okay. Yeah. I always through, assumed that through, we met. Through, yeah. uh, wrestling or? Yeah. Yeah. So wrestling is one of those sports where like the men and women will compete in the same room and train in the same room. Right. Uh, 
So it's, it's a weird, uh, definitely weird environment. Not all clubs do it. A lot of clubs will separate the men and the women, but some other clubs they'll have them kind of training simultaneously. Okay. So you go on trips together and the national championships are hosted at the same place. And even the Olympics and, and world championships all be at the same place. So wow. like cool. we would try, we, we traveled all over the world together and, and competed together and obviously fell in love. And can we give Jesse a shout out? Cause I know you've been really successful with your wrestling, but can we give her a shout out? Oh yeah. She's tell, tell, yeah, tell like Jesse. Jesse's a beast. She's, she had more success than I did. Uh, can she bench press you? I've, I'm sure she can. <laughs> she definitely bench press me. Yeah. yeah. No, she's, uh, I've never met anyone in my life that, that works like she does. It's, she's like, uh, she's nuts for, oh for sure. Like it's, it's concerning sometimes she's, uh, <laughs> she's laser focused on something and she doesn't stop till she gets it. But she's one of, uh, five women in Canadian history to win the world championships in wrestling. That's, That's awesome. insane. Uh, yeah. And she, she was, she was, I know her, we're talking about you today, but Jesse's just super cool. I remember you had your daughter. Yeah. And I remember seeing a picture on social of, of her winning something in wrestling. And I thought, oh, that's nice. I wonder what year that was. And yeah. Joe's like, Emily, that's now. She just <laughs> did like that. I'm like, no, she just had a baby. And she that was like how many yeah. months after she had the baby she was uh, wrestling? Three months after having uh, Ella, our daughter, yeah. she won the national championships. Wow. Wow. So. <laughs> I can't even get myself out to work out. You guys <laughs> are amazing. It's uh, crazy. Match made in heaven. Okay. So do you want to start telling us, Evan, like what, what are you doing today? Because you're doing so much. Like you have all all these companies, yeah. you, you've got properties, you do real estate investing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your new company? Well, so focus on today. Well, yeah. So things are a little bit, uh, I've, I've done a lot of things out of necessity. Um, and, and that's kind of, I think the way that everything's kind of flowed with me. So when I was in university, um, we, uh, I, as, as a rookie on the wrestling team, I was in a house with a bunch of wrestlers and I was kind of like, you know, when you're the lowest on the totem pole kind of thing, you get bullied by everybody. So, uh, I had to collect the rent and give it to the landlord. So I had four other guys that live with me and they just made it hard for me to get the rent. So like, it was like, Hey guys, like, uh, you know, the landlord's coming in an hour. I got to give them the rent. You got your rent. And, uh, at the time I just assumed that you don't pay your rent, like on time you're out on the street immediately. Right. Like you just don't know that you're young and you just think that the landlord's got all the power. So, the guys would mess with me knowing that they've been behind and stuff like that before. And they wouldn't give it to me. So then I have to meet the landlord and be like, Hey, you know, like I didn't get Sean's rent. I didn't get, I got 200 bucks of this guy's rent. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? Like this is ridiculous. So I'd hand over like this fistful of money. And even when we were like short and the guys were messing with me and I was collecting the rent, I was like, seems like a lot of money. You know, like I, we, at the time, we were, at the time <laughs> yeah. we were paying, you know, three, $400 a month. Uh, you know, so there's five guys in this house. It's, it's decent money. So, at, at the time houses like that in our, like this is going back 20 years. So like those houses are 150 grand. Yeah. Right. And so you're, you're bringing in 1500 bucks a month in rent. So I, um, I asked my parents, like I asked my dad, I'm like, Hey, what's like a mortgage on one of these houses. And at the time it was, you know, 700 bucks. Right. So I was like, man, like this is a business to get into. Like this guy, this guy shows up once a month. How old were you then? Was, uh, 20. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20, but I wasn't making any money. I didn't have a, I didn't have a job. Like I'm traveling all over the world wrestling and you're basically getting paid minimum wage as a, as an athlete in in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I'm traveling, I'm all over the world and my focus is training. And then, so I go to the bank and I'm like, I'd like to buy a house. And then they're like, what's your job? Don't have one. Just want a house, (laughs) you know, like should work out. Like I got a bunch of wrestlers I can put in there. And so, (laughs) so then they're like, ah, no, that's not how it works. And I was like, so they're like, you have to build your credit. And I was like, okay, can I get a credit card? And that was a big no as well. So (laughs) it was, 
was, it was a bit of an eye opener. I was like, man, how do you get yourself into houses? It's a challenge. So Mm -hmm. it it took me, uh, from that point, probably took two years to kind of figure it out and come up with a scam to make it look like I could buy a house. Um, and then, uh, and what I did was I took uh, a $5,000 OSAP loan and bought our first house. Oh boy. Um, and so we filled it with wrestlers and then yeah. every year after we bought, we bought houses with OSAP. Um, I don't know. This is probably illegal. I probably shouldn't say this, but so there was, uh, with, with wrestling, it wrestling paid for my tuition. Yeah. So I never had to pay for tuition. Otherwise I probably would have never gone to university. Were you buying these properties with yourself? You say we were, were you buying it with Jesse and I, you and Jesse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're already with Jesse. You guys have been together yeah. a long time. Oh yeah. Oh wow. We That's have like crazy. anniversary. What, what's the next anniversary coming up? Do you we know? Did, well, we just had our 16th anniversary. 16th. Yeah. My 16th is in two, is in two days. That's crazy. So we, we got married the same year, I think. I guess so. I'm only on six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Well, mm, six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. It's, pretty, it's pretty crazy how long we've been together. So, yeah. um, yeah, so yeah. we, we had, uh, yeah, so we were buying houses with student loans and then, so the way that they time the student loans, they give you your OSAP based mm-hmm. on how poor you looked. And then, so you, we would fill out the forms that were, you know, basically super poor. And, uh, and then we would, we'd get the max OSAP and it'd be enough as a down payment to buy a house. Right. Uh, but then the way it works with OSAP is you're supposed to pay your own yeah, tuition. Yeah. And then with wrestling, they would cut me a check directly to the university. Okay. So then wrestling would pay my tuition and I would keep all the OSAP. So, so the bottom line is it says success and perseverance. You were determined <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Some challenges ahead of you. You figured out yeah. how to solve those problems, mm-hmm. which is what real estate's all about. Solving because problems. I want to lead into that you are, you do run uh, along with Jesse and Emily Frazier, the St. Mm-hmm. Catharines Rebel Office. Yes. I yep. should have had that in your intro. Sorry, I'm still in training. Well, that's podcast. why I let you do the intro. Podcast So I didn't think you'd training. screw it up. I did screw it up. What did I miss? The head coach of St. Catharines. Head coach of St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> all this stuff you do and you also help run St. Catharines office. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Amazing. So like today, like what's your focus today? And I want to kind of lead into um, how your individual businesses were affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. And then kind of today, I do want to give some insight on your thoughts on the rest of the year and what's happening right yeah. now with um, investing, with commercial properties, things like that. So how were you guys affected at the beginning of the year? When COVID first, uh, it's, it's funny cause I have a lot of different businesses. So like yeah. we have a plumbing company, a stucco company, mm-hmm. uh, uh, development company, property management company, the real estate side of things. Um, we started a marketing company last year. And so like, we're looking at all this stuff and it's like pretty like diversified, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how could, That's how could lot. this, how could this go sideways? And, uh, man, like everything was affected. Yeah. Every single company. It was like, not, there wasn't a company that was like, oh, this is a breeze. Everything was. Yeah. And one of the big ones, like, so on like the, anything that we do for builders, like between like with stucco and plumbing are the two biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, between those two companies, we have, you know, 25 guys mm-hmm. and nobody was paying their bills. Yeah. Every single builder said the exact same thing to themselves. I'm sure they didn't tell everybody this, but they just, I'm sure they all had the same conversation with their families that I don't know if we're going to sell these houses and we're not paying bills until we know. And like we, we ran our accounts receivable through the roof. Like Mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. In three months we had an accounts receivable over a million dollars. And it was like all stuff that was like, if these houses don't sell, we're not getting paid. It's that simple. Um, So 
obviously houses started selling again and builders started paying their bills, but we had like, it was, uh, it was interesting cause we didn't know where, where things were going to go for sure. Um, wow. and then, and then a lot of the stuff slowed down. Like the, we, we've got interest in restaurants and, and they really, man, they got hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that I do is backed by real estate. So mm-hmm. that's where like I've, I've invested in restaurants, but I own the real estate. So you've got your, you got your hand in a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. And, and there's so many different things that you were doing. So when COVID hit, you were affected. So you must have a lot of employees yep. with a lot of these companies. Were there employees that were, that you had to lay off? How were the employees? So affected? I, I basically made a, uh, I was talking to Jess about it when this all happened. Cause it was, it was like, it was pretty crazy times. Yeah. There's a lot of people like, man, I'm going bankrupt. I've heard yeah. that from so many people. And so I looked at it and I said, you know what, if, if this thing's, going down. Like I'm, I'm riding, I'm riding this thing right to the bottom. So mm-hmm. I didn't lay off yeah. one. I didn't lay off one person. I just told, we had a meeting with my, every single person in, in every single company and just said, like, I'm not going to let this, this virus, this flu, like take us out. So I'm just going to keep going. We're going to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, they've set out strict guidelines and we're going to follow them. Uh, we're not going to be like idiots about this, but we're going to find a way to keep running our businesses and keep the doors open and, and, and keep making money and, and wow. keep putting food on everyone's table. Cause the more people, yeah. in my opinion, the more people that went on unemployment or serve the worse it was for the country and the worse it was for, for anybody getting back on track. So the more people that took a stance like that, I thought would be better. The easiest thing I could have done was lay everyone off. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like as, as our accounts receivable started going up, I was like, Oh man, like this baby's getting crazy because it, it got out of hand. And so it would have been way easier to, to lay every single person off mm-hmm. and just protect our interests. But I didn't want to do that. Uh, a handful of our employees asked to be laid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they have, they have elderly family or uh, my one, one guy that works for us, his son has uh, a lung issue. Mm-hmm. So they, they just didn't want to take the risk. And that's an mm-hmm. option I gave every single employee. I said, everybody, like everybody has the option to be laid off right now. Yeah. Like if you guys want to be laid off, take it. Like, I'm not going to tell you, you have to stay here, but I'm not, I'm, I'm working. So a lot of people stayed and it, it worked out. That's amazing, Evan. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Andrew and I have talked about when COVID hit, how we responded mm-hmm. uh, with our businesses, but also how, you know, the small, you know, silver linings that came out of it. Like, tell me about you and Jesse were all of a sudden home with your little girl. Yeah. Right. So was there some moments that, wow, like we're, this really slowed us down Yeah. And, and family time. I mean, that's what I got out of all of this mm. was the lockdown was very scary for all of us. And it is we're not out of the woods by any means, mm-hmm. right. but, um, I look back on those months and I think I'll, I'll, I'll try to always remember, like we had some good times. Yeah. Like when life just slows down, like a year ago, if we would have said, imagine a pandemic next year hits and we're all locked down at home, we would never believe something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. But that was us for a couple of months. Like, did you guys really slow down? But at the, you were trying to, with your businesses, I guess you had a lot going on probably on the phone. Like yeah. And day, I, I honestly didn't slow down. Um, yeah. I almost had to like, pick up the slack a little bit okay. because I had to like, cause now you're trying to keep this like that consistent output of, of work. Yeah. Uh, and communication with everybody, there but was everything was harder. Yeah. So like, yeah. It, it was like, it was harder to get materials. It was mm-hmm. harder to get, you know, vehicles fixed. It was mm-hmm. harder to get like you, you name it, it was harder. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a period there, like a good two months where like everything was a nightmare. Yeah. Right. So like we're, it doesn't change the cost of a quoted job. 
Right. Mm -hmm. So like with the plumbing company, we've quoted the work on a hundred houses. Like that's the price. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. price of materials are going up because it can't get stuff over the border and the exchange rates already bad. And then the delay to get materials. So now a job that should take a week is taking three. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Uh, So it, uh, you know, like you, and then, and all you can do is work more hours. Right. So it's, I it, hope you've had some days and some times <laughs> where you turn your phone off and just, oh, we, yeah, we sat and watched yeah. the movies and went for walks. We, we went for a lot of walks and a lot of bike rides. <laughs> yeah. like we got it. We got into bike riding for sure. I, yeah. seeing some yeah. I went to go look at bikes. I couldn't believe how much, how expensive find a they bike. were. You no, I could find a hundred of them, but look at the, they're so expensive. I, last yeah. time I bought a bike was CCM and it was like 175 <laughs> bucks. I was like 10. Now they're all like minimum 500 bucks. Everybody's spending like all this money on we bikes. We did some bike riding. Yeah. yeah. But Evan, sounds like you were super busy um, during the lockdown. Um, I think I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit to commercial properties right now. Because yep. there's some vacancies at plazas. Yep. What's your take on, on commercial um, commercial property. I just sold one, uh, mm-hmm. last week, uh, commercial property. And, um, do you think values have gone down in commercial? What, what's your thoughts? Mm, there's always going to be a change. Like there's constant, constant change. Mm-hmm. So every year something's hot and something's mm-hmm. not like it, it, that's just the way it is in this business. And it'll always be like that. And right now commercial's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's like everybody in business right now is on the, on the fence of what, is going to happen, how things are going to change. Amazon has changed the world. Yeah. Um, everything's getting delivered. Uh, people, there was a lot of people that needed to touch it and feel it. And I was one of those people. If I was going to buy a shirt, I need to go put my hands on it. Yeah. I need to feel the material. Yeah. I need to smell it. I need to put it on, see what it is. Uh, but some people, even just a couple years younger than me, they're fine with ordering three shirts and sending two back. Joe orders his yeah. clothes on and they come to the front porch now. Yeah. And, and so I, what happened with this, with this virus is that the people that were on the fence mm-hmm. tried it and liked it and liked it. Right. So mm. Amazon's Amazon's crushing it. That's why Amazon's doing so well, not just because people are forced to order, but because now people are getting comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. People like my dad that never yeah. ordered anything online now knows how to order stuff online. Right. But we ordered now that this has happened, we order everything and that's not going to yeah. change. Like we, we're, we're ordering like our, our beverages from Amazon. You know, like that, yeah, uh, yeah. like bubbly water. Yeah. That all comes from Amazon now. It's hilarious. Like, and it's like you order it it's that your house, like the next day we get two, yeah. two packages every single day from Amazon now. Yeah. Yeah. Us too. And it's, it's either it's groceries, groceries. It's, clothes, it's kids. That's stuff. the biggest it's, one. The groceries. And once you get into that flow, mm-hmm. you don't even need to go shopping anymore. Right. So now shopping, maybe I could see the outlets doing really well or, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause that's more of an outing. Like a, it's a thing where it's an adventure yeah. and people do that to be social, but commercial is going to take a hit, but it'll just change. That's all it is. Commercial is going to evolve. There'll be a new, like, you know, cycle. Yeah. So would you say it's a, it's a good time to maybe purchase commercial or to get into commercial and hold on to it? Uh, I think commercial is going to take a dip. So I think the time to buy commercial is coming, coming. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's, it's changing. It's changing so drastically. It's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting. Residential is always going to be strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're seeing like, we, we have a ton of immigrants still coming to this country. Yeah. You know, we said we wouldn't talk about politics, but with what's going on in the States and around the world, more and more people are flowing to countries like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Very like we're, true. we're very open-minded, very equal, equal rights. Like I, this is, I've been everywhere. Like I've been everywhere on this planet. You name it. I've been there and this is the best place to live. There's nothing better. I think I'd have to so, agree with you. Yeah. What, so what about uh, like, you know, mixed use? 
in residential on top. Mixed use on is the, the way to go right? for sure. Yeah. Like if if you're if you're in, in any way interested in commercial, and my interest in commercial is that I can that I can own uh, like a piece of businesses. So I invest in a lot of different businesses. When they go into my commercial units, I'll invest in their business right. to get a percentage of ownership of the company. Um, and so like. And, and then your, your residential is kind of an anchor that, that makes it safe. Right. So I like that. And, and if commercial really tanks, those mixed use buildings are going to be allowed to, to convert more space to residential. To residential. So you've right. got a bit of a safety net there. Um, where with like the real commercial stuff, Industrial. that's a little bit tougher, but we're also seeing manufacturing coming back. Right. And you, when you start having these tariff wars and stuff like that, like it's, it's, we have a country that is like abundant with natural resources. <laughs> and I don't know why we don't build more stuff here, but you're going to see us building more stuff here. Factories are opening again. Yep. Uh, it's different. It's totally different style of, of construction, but you're seeing some really interesting stuff happen in Welland and Port Colburn. Like these factories are reopening. And so that, that, that sector might, might pick up and you might see shopping malls convert to, you know, small, small factories for, for things. Okay. Cool. So we'll see. Um, curious what your thoughts are on retrofitting duplexes, triplexes with, uh, affordable housing crisis in Niagara. So the rents are so high, we have a, a problem yep. like a lot of areas. Um, do you see the Niagara region appetite to bring in more, uh, rental inventory by allowing investors, someone with like, say a bungalow to do a legal basement apartment? Um, so we've been talking about that for a while, Joe and I, yeah, I um, that there's, Probably like Thorold has They're been happy, discussing yeah, it. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Thorold, um, I think they they started with those. And now, and right? I, do you think Evan, um, if somebody purchased a property, there's a lot of opportunity to increase the value with like doing a conversion, like converting it to a duplex yeah. or a legal apartment? There's a ton of value in that, and that's something that I did early on. That's mm -hmm. like we bought our first, I would say, two million dollars worth of real estate was at. Yeah single family homes that we paid 130, 140 grand for, we converted them into duplexes. It's a lot of work though, right? So I like it is, don't do it. but, um, that's why, yeah, it is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. That's why I started all these companies was, mm -hmm. it was just easier to control if I owned all the companies that did all the work. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're more efficient, but it's, it is, it is hard work. But like, I, I used to always think like when we got into real estate, I was like, this is the, the get, the get rich quick scheme, but it's the opposite. It's a get rich, slow scheme. Like if, if you're in real estate and you want to get yeah. rich, like you're on, you're on the right track, just wait 20 years because <laughs> you just aren't getting rich next week. Uh, so it is a lot of work and you, you got to be in, into it for the long haul, but it's also, it's, I think it's the safest, best way to, to, you can go out, you can touch it. it it's there. You can always sell it pretty quick. Like as far as investments go, I, I don't think there's a better way to, to spend your money. What about the, what about the buyer that calls us up and wants to flip a house? So we have flippers still out there. Yep. Is there a market anymore for flippers? There What's is. What's your thoughts? It's funny because we flipped a lot of houses yes, and, uh, our, our, our margin. I remember when we first started flipping houses and it's funny cause you look back also houses were cheaper, but yep. I remember like I had a $25,000 kind of thing where it was like, mm -hmm. if I thought I could make 25 grand, I would do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, houses were 150 grand at the time, 200 grand. Yep. So like it, it made a little bit of sense, but now like 500,000 is our minimum. Yep. Like if I think, if I don't think I can make 500 grand, uh, I'm not in, it's not the flip I want. So you're not yeah. flipping residential bungalows. Let's yeah. Like, and, and to way. be fair, we still do, we still do, um, because I have a lot of people to stay busy. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with mm-hmm. everything that we got going, I got five, about 50 people now mm-hmm. to feed, mm-hmm. right? So like we need to, sometimes you just need to stay busy with a company this size. So we've got, um, we have done like a, a couple flips recently where like the target number is 100, 150 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I but really, those, those I'm, I'm weary of. And so just to like get back to the whole thing about flipping is that there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there flipping today mm-hmm. that their their target range is that $25,000, right? They try for the 50, yeah. yeah. You know, so it, like if if you even have the slightest dip in the real estate market, like mm-hmm. you're done, like you're losing money. And mm-hmm. for me, like that's not the game that I want to play. Um, I would consider something like that if it was, you know, you're okay to keep it. Too. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it cash flows or I can, can sell it and make, make 150 yeah. grand. But if it's like, it doesn't cash flow and I might make 25,000, I think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. The people that are playing that game, okay. I don't, I don't like it. Okay. Uh, hold on, Emily, to, mm-hmm. to cut you off. I, mm-hmm. This is an interesting topic. I think we're going to take a quick little break and then we'll hop back in. Mm-hmm. Evan, um, we've talked about a lot of different, a lot of different things, um, to just to summarize the investing, if there was an investor right now that called you up and said, I'm open to anything and I'm open to any idea, where should I put my money in Niagara right now? What advice would you have? You asked me that question about like 30 seconds ago, <laughs> gave, gave me a warm up, and, and I've been struggling with it because uh, real estate is, is a funny animal. Okay. Um, I've we've had some deals where you just like knock it out of the park mm-hmm. where it's just like, it just comes across your plate and it's just an absolute, like that's one that you talk about like yeah. over a cigar, like for the next 20 years, sure. uh, we like there's, there's those deals where like something comes, you do no work, you're in and out of it. You make a million bucks. Like that's what this business is. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's rare. So if you got money and you're looking to invest in real estate, I'd be open-minded because anything can be an absolute killer deal. Mm -hmm. If you come in, like I've, I've dealt with so many investors that are just pigeonholed because they're like, I like, uh, you know, a block building that's got two stories residential and, uh, you know, a dentist on the main floor. They have an idea in their head and that's all they know. Like, that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. I know a guy who's successful. He's a guy I looked up to and this is what he had. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're pigeonholed to that idea. Mm -hmm. And so you'll, you'll pass over a dozen ideas that are great. Mm -hmm. Uh, then and and miss out on 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 the on the great great deals right okay um we've got a, a guy right now that we're dealing with that man like it's a struggle to deal with this guy he's got the money he's he wants to invest in real estate but he's so pigeonholed on a couple things that we can't we can't get him anything right yeah um so that being said um 
I think the, the number one thing I would say to anybody is, uh, it's, it, that's a loaded question. There's so okay. many things. So it's what about now, residential so, market, Evan? Like, I'm just thinking if well, uh, it depends on see real estate going up, continuing to go up. Yeah. I think we all can agree. Like a first time investor. Real estate maybe. continues to go up. So for if sure. somebody bought like say two, um, bungalows, average bungalows, yep. they can rent them right now for really high, right? The rental Absolutely. market's high. They can hold them. Yep. Um, and we're still in a cash flow situation yeah. here, which is really in, in, incredible. Like mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get out of cash flow country as the price is going up. I was like, we're never going to cash flow again. Yeah. Now this is just, an, you're just, it's an equity purchase. That's it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and you're just looking for, for increased value, yeah. which is how people have invested in, in Toronto and New York city and mm-hmm. London, like Dubai, they haven't cash flowed there forever. Right. Yeah. So it's not uncommon for a real estate market not to cash flow mm-hmm. and still be a good investment, but we can still cash flow here. Our rents yeah. have kept up with, with the price of, of real estate. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that's incredible with this market. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I would always recommend residential. It's the safest, yeah. but it's also the one that's probably going to increase in value the slowest, the slowest. uh, and you're never going to have anything crazy happen where you make like real good money. Okay. Right? So you got to hold it, pay down your equity long-term. What about new construction right now? Because I know that a lot of the subdivisions are selling out. Yep. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had so much to choose from, right? Yeah. And now we're running out. Um, I, I, I have somebody, I was just looking into condos. I drove by Fawn Hill and I called, they're all sold out. Um, a lot of people wanting to buy new right now and get long closing dates, a lot of right. out of towns. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, they're, they're prospecting. Like mm-hmm. if you, they they think it's going to keep going up and it's if been they working buy six, six yeah. 99 <laughs> and they get a year closing or a year and a half. They're banking on that being worth mm. seven fifty yeah. by the time they close it. Right. And it's been happening for like, what, like basically five years straight. Like yeah. if, you, if you pulled that move for the last five years, yeah. you made mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you were buying, if you're doing that to 10 houses, like every six months, mm-hmm. man, you made some money. And I know a couple of people that made a ton of money doing that. Yeah. Um, and I never did. I thought yeah. about it a couple of times, but it's not, it's not my business. It's not my game. Okay. Uh, like I, our, our, my business is a hell of a lot safer. I think, uh, mm-hmm. sweat equity is, is where we make all of our money and it's worked for us for the last 16 years, basically where yeah. we've hmm. made it, we've made everything off sweat equity and a couple lucky ones. Okay. And depending on the builder too, uh, some builders are taking like lower deposits. So that's also yep. not a lot of money out of their pocket. They're coming down here, putting like 20,000 yeah. down as opposed to like buy a property, rent it out. They have to come up with 20%, right? And yeah. there's more. So, okay. So lots of different opportunities. Um, so anyways, to go back yeah. to the, to the, the question I said was okay. loaded. Uh, I think <laughs> let him finish I, that loaded well, question. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because He's going, I, Joe, this is Joe's question. I, 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 I will say that one of the first things that I read when I was really getting into real estate, one of the first books, and it's probably been repeated in almost every other one is location, 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 the three mm-hmm. rules of real estate. And, um, that will never change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got the money and you're, you know, if you say you're out of, out of town or with a bunch of money and just wants to invest in real estate, that's easy. I'm, I'm putting my money in Niagara Lake. That's going to be the place that's going to continue to rise, continue heard to hold. It here. And, uh, and it's, and that's the safest investment. Yeah. And when everything else tanks, you're going to see it tank from Fort Erie all the way back and Niagara Lake will be last. Huh? Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Niagara on the Lake. Are you, that must make you happy. Yeah, Lake absolutely. I love it there. And, uh, you know, there's even, so what about the commercial? Like if you, I'm sure, cause you've got your hands in so many pots, you're viewing all the markets. Um, but that commercial area on queen street, 
wasn't we're seeing you, you never you never see Unix come up for sale yep. on Queen Street. And there's been a couple over the last couple of weeks. Now, do you think that's people just kind of jumping ship a little too early? Hmm. No, Queen Street's not immune to what's going on in commercial real estate. I guess right? so. Yeah. Like they're most of what they're selling in those places are trinkets and stuff like that that you can get for half price on Amazon. Like it's <laughs> true. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're well, not their a, they're American not market. They haven't had all years. The, yeah. the Americans coming over and that's a I big market in Niagara Lake. They right? say but four, it's 40 still million. Busy. Yeah. 40 million people visit Niagara every year. Yeah. Which is that's crazy. I, that's and, crazy. And so that's more than the population of Canada. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see what the numbers are for this year. Mm -hmm. But I would be shocked if we hit 10 million, right? Yeah. So if you think, you know, 40 million people, everybody that comes spends a thousand bucks, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, like you drop that down to 10 million people, that's a lot of stores that just aren't getting enough. Yeah. Right. right. So commercial is going to get hit hard, no doubt about it, but it'll get, it'll get replenished. Okay. It, it might, it might be next year that Queen Street mm -hmm. fills right back up and you see everybody, but they're also putting their places up for sale for ridiculous amounts of money. Right. 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 Like the, there's no chance to cash flow. I looked at that one on Queen Street, 2 million bucks. Yep. Right. That's what I, I was talking I, about. I, I like commercial. You put a little apartment upstairs, uh, but you got negative cash flow of five grand a month. You know, it just mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So like if you got a ton of cash and you're in your businesses to park some cash and wait five years and sell it for more. That probably makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's not my business. Hmm. Right. Right. Okay, uh, so many questions for Evan. Um, what about developments? Like if you could develop something in Niagara Falls right now, what type of property would you develop? Like uh, mid-rise condos? Where do you think you would invest in? If I'm, you got a hold of some yeah. property and you were so like, I'm, I'm working on cool. a couple condo projects and I'm hoping that by the time everything comes together, I, I nail the timing. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet. Mm -hmm. The numbers aren't quite there. We're close, but we're not there. So the, what I'd like to do is start building condos with amenities. Like you see in Toronto restaurant on the main floor, rooftop yeah, pool, yeah, that's cool. patio, gym. Evan would do uh, it too. Yeah. That would be cool. And so we've, we've started designing a couple, uh, and we've got a couple pieces of property that we're working on. Yeah. So I think that's what's next in this area. Condos are happening. I cannot believe nobody's doing it yet. Nobody in this area has done it. You go to Toronto, you go to New York city, the condos have amenities. You can eat in the condo. You can you get, shop, you get a grocery shop. Yeah. And we don't have that here yet. And I think that could be where we see uh, the change in commercial is that it's, it's accompanied with residential, but in like hmm. a more boutique hotel style. We need to feel. be revolutionary. So, yeah. You need to build it, Evan. <laughs> you need to be the first. That's the plug. Prices need to go up a little bit more. Very so you cool. got, you got to hit that like six to $800,000 base yeah. to, to justify it. Okay. And we're, we're like, we're not quite there. Okay. Uh, but we're, we're, we're knocking on the door. So All right. it's coming. Awesome. Let's switch gears to Airbnbs and vacation rentals. Yep. Cause I really wanted to, to pick your brain on this today. Cause I know you have a lot of, uh, background with that. You, you own properties. So tell us about some proper different properties you own cottages, Airbnbs yep. and how, how they've been affected this year and where you kind of see them going. Okay. So we've had, we've, yeah, we, we have stuff in Niagara Lake, Niagara Falls. Um, cottages are nice cause they're, they're easier. They don't make as much money. Uh, but it's just like, here's the keys. You mm -hmm. get the place for the weekend and then we send in cleaners afterwards. Easy. Um, yeah, it's a little easier, a little less money. So it's fully booked right now. Yeah. They're all doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. So once everything opened up, that's the one thing is everybody in Canada can't leave Canada and desperately needs to get out of their house. Yeah. So cottage country is going crazy. Niagara and Lake is doing well, not crazy, uh, but they're doing well. 
Um, the cottages are doing good because people want their own space. Um, I I don't know how the hotels are doing in Niagara Lake. I've been down there a bunch of times and it looks busy. Mm -hmm. It's not what it always is, but it's busy. Mm -hmm. Niagara Falls, it's getting a lot of flack for being too busy, but it's not what it was last year. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, uh, numbers are still low. Um, but it's, it's good. Like the B and B's like our, our, our one B and B in Niagara Lake, um, it does really well. Like that thing makes great money and like it's, it's an asset that's paying for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it. It's, it's a good business, uh, but it's a lot more work. And this is where any investor has to look at like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Um, to what extent? Like it's, uh, I, we have a full-time innkeeper that runs a place. Mm-hmm. And so we're lucky that we have a good, a good employee that does a great job. Um, but you're, this is a business now. Like that's, that's something you're constantly checking the numbers, constantly going in there, constantly checking feedback. You have to go and do like site visits and stuff like that. Like it's a little hotel. And you know, when you start getting bad reviews and stuff like that, well then now your doors aren't, aren't full. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a different animal for sure, but I like it. And there's a difference between uh, bed and breakfast and, and vacation rent, short-term vacation yep. rentals, right? You own, you do both. Yeah. You do both. Um, so somebody wanting to invest right now a million dollars plus in either type of property, would you say there's some hesitation right now in the market? Um, and, uh, but even though they're booked yeah. though. Yeah. People are hesitant. Anybody who is concerned at all about the cash flow mm-hmm. with their money. So if they're going to put a mortgage on a property and they, and they want to make sure that cash flow carries, yeah. uh, those people are concerned because B and B's could get shut down next week. If we get a second That's wave right. and they say, Hey, we're shutting these down. They're open now, but they could be shut down. So next the week. government has a lot of, yeah. And, and this, nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen. There's mm-hmm. all this talk of a second wave. And so if you have a million bucks, should probably sit on it until there's a second wave or not. Right. Like that's, that's sound advice, but I haven't sat on it. I haven't, I haven't stopped. I bought four properties last week. Like nothing's like we, we haven't, we haven't stopped. I don't plan on stopping. This is our business. And I, I made a decision to plow through this thing and it, and we've got some, man, I got some killer deals on some stuff and other stuff. I paid a lot of money for it, but I still think that it wins in the long run. What type of properties did you buy? Do you mind me asking? Uh, bought a couple of properties on the water uh, yeah. that we're going to build on. Bought a uh, commercial residential piece in Niagara Lake. Um, okay. And then I bought a, a property that one of the ones where I'm designing the condo. Very cool. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I feel eh? like I'm not busy enough when I talk to him. <laughs> well, it's just because like investing wow. is all, it's so like interesting to me. Like that's why I'm not talking a lot where every other episode I'm usually like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel but loves, I'm just you trying know, to take it all in. I should have been like, replaced by Joe today. Joe would have been like all over all of Evan's stuff talking to him. Well, um, because on top of all of this, like your, your real estate business is private. It is. Like yes. we did a deal together in Niagara on the Lake, Jesse and I, I and, uh, amazing time. to deal with obviously. But I mean like, and I'm just watching your Facebook pages, like your office is doing well. You guys are doing well. I mean, how do you manage all of that plus all of this plus, you know, like this being in the service industry in the Airbnb, like I know you probably leveraged that off, but like you, like you said, you're still paying attention to the numbers. I guess that would come down to the competitiveness, I guess. Right. For wrestling. Definitely super competitive. (laughs) That doesn't, that that helps. And he never sleeps. (laughs) But we have like, we have a pretty incredible team. Uh, every, every one of my businesses, there's one person that runs that business and leads it. Um, so 
that's a huge factor. Uh, in our office, we have, you know, four people in the office, just incredible people. We have an accountant that works for us full time. That's always watching the numbers. Like I get text messages all the time. Hey, this is a weird deposit or this is a weird withdrawal. Right. So I got, I got a good team that's watching those things because it's impossible. There's too right. many, too many moving parts now. And I was very fortunate along the way to, to bring in some good people that are, that are really picking up the slack because there's only so much anybody can do. So you need that. Like if once, once you start to get to that point where you can't handle it, you got to invest in your team. That's key. So you're the operations. Yeah. Yeah. And laborer. I see every time I see that, it's like, got, I just came from a job site. He's definitely doing some work today. Well, okay. that's the one thing is I love working. So that's amazing. I'll be in the office and you just get bombarded with paperwork and it's just, like, no, I, sometimes I, I'm just like, you know what? I just close, close the, close the computer down, grab a hammer and go to work. Like right. when we, when we get, when we get new properties and we're doing the demo, I'm there because it's like, it's the best way to just relieve some of that. You got to put more of that stuff on social media. (laughs) All I see is like the glamour shots of you and Jesse. I want to see like Evan, like, you know, building a something (laughs) like in his work with the wrecking ball. (laughs) Okay. So, so guys, I'm excited to talk about luxury today. That was my last topic I want to bring up. Uh, obviously we have the brands, Revo luxury, uh, brands, but you guys are really into luxury stuff and you have a really cool eye for design. And I I just think that you're great to talk about luxury today. So tell us about how you got into luxury, maybe your first property that you built that was luxury and why you have such a passion for it. Uh, we've always enjoyed like the luxury side of things for sure. Um, but we, we have been spoiled. We've traveled a lot. We've seen a lot of things and kind of brought pieces of that back. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that we do when we build houses and are in our own houses is we want them to feel like have a spa feel. So we want to have the amenities that you're like, when you go home, you, I want the house to feel like it's, it has a spa, it has a theater, it has an entertainment Mm -hmm. wing, um, you know, like cool kitchens, but the properties that we, we build on are typically either ravine waterfront, uh, vineyard stuff where the view. So like we'll do a lot of hardscape in the front. And then as soon as you hit that back door, you're in a different world, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's all, it's all trees and, and the view of, of, of water or, or vineyard or something like that. So, um, it's more lifestyle, I guess, than anything, yeah. but like what we're aiming for is kind of that feeling that like we work so much and, uh, we travel a ton to kind of recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, every year, like, I think we, we go to Europe two or three times every year just to, and then we go to, we go to, and this is the hard part now, like we can't go anywhere. Right. So yeah. we've been trying to find cool places in Ontario where you can get away for a weekend. And yeah. we we've gone to, we went to this place, Alora Mills. I don't know if you've heard of oh, it. Oh yeah. 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 Never okay. been there, but man, was it yeah. cool. I so, proposed to Gabe there actually. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Nice. Beautiful. So you know what it is. And yeah, it's gorgeous. And there's more places like that around here. So it'd be nice to, to enjoy some of that, but that's kind of the, the, the play on, on our houses and our, our builds that we want it to be. Okay. Feel like you get in a resort kind of life. So do you design them? Do you design the houses? I I work with a pretty awesome architect. I I think, you know, Michael Allen. Uh, so yeah, so we do, we do a lot of work together. Uh, and it's just fun with a guy like that to sit down and kind of throw ideas back and forth. And, you know, usually, a $2 million build is an $8 million build by the time he's done drawing it. So then we got to scale it back a little bit. <laughs> but. Sounds about right. Uh, who, so, so you build to, to sell them, right? Yep. Um, who's your target? Who's your target buyer? Where, uh, where do they come from? Where do you think? Not typically people from around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we did see an uptick in the Asian uh, buyers there for a bit. 
that's really slowed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we are seeing a lot of Toronto right now. Yeah. So um, we have a couple builds coming up that I was going to sell that we're not even going to go on the market now. Yeah. So um, we're going to be building for some people from out of town. We had um, three houses on the water recently. So one that we built and then two others that we were selling. Uh, and we had a group of people come from Toronto all with the same story, three different couples all work at different places where their job, they'd be given the option to, to work from home forever. Yeah. That's what we're hearing a lot of right yeah. now. Right? And, and yeah. they and those people are flocking to Niagara on the Lake mm-hmm. and, uh, that's Niagara Lake's always kind of been Toronto's Hamptons. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and more and more it's getting, it's getting more press. It's getting like the, the food and wine has really stepped it up. Like in the last five years, food and wine is, is up like 10 notches. It's crazy. The difference of, of what we're seeing. Um, I think that, uh, Niagara college has done a great job with their culinary program. Yeah. We're getting yeah. these kids coming out, super creative, yeah. trying new things with different food, all local stuff. Um, and Niagara Lake has just taken off. So we're seeing a lot of Toronto buyers, Niagara Lake and everything luxuries is, is gone and everything on the water is gone too. Like, is it selling? Everything mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. selling right now. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. And all the price, all price points, right? Because before it was just like, you know, the lower ranges that were doing really well, yeah. but I yeah. think we can, we can say that like the high, high level stuff, there's a yeah. huge demand mm-hmm. right now, right? It's moving. People it's moving, moving down here. Yeah. Um, what do you see happening next year? Any predictions? Next year, I think um, we uh, we get through this U.S. election that's uh, consuming, <laughs> consuming the news yeah. and uh, find a, uh, uh, a vaccine for this virus. Yeah. And we move on. We move and on. Life, life gets back hope, to normal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Remember we thought, yeah. you know, there was so much talk in the spring about when this is over in yeah. a couple months, when yeah. this ends in the summer. Yeah. And I just remember deep down just being so... Like, I don't know. I think this is something that's going to be around for a while. Um, but definitely they're working on some vaccines, yeah. which will move us forward. I think we're through the worst, no matter what. Yeah. There's only two possibilities at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, either there's a vaccine really soon and we go right back to normal. Yeah. Or we adapt and we live yep. with it. Because yep. yeah. uh, in general, uh, like humans, we've been through a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I have no intentions at this point. Mm-hmm. of letting this thing shut me down or even come close. Mm-hmm. If there's a second yeah. wave, we just need to be better. Ride it out. It's yeah. going to be, everyone's wearing masks. There's going to be way tighter rules. Um, I think restaurants should stay open. They just need to come up with a way to divide tables and stuff like that and, and just make things a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like schools need to open again because that makes it hard for people to work. Yeah. Uh, I know like Jess was running around everywhere with Ella. <laughs> so yeah. can you, you must have the exact same thing, right? Like you mine guys, are older. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a little more, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm kind of lucky that way where yeah. they just watch themselves, but, um, definitely I'm nervous. I'm a nervous mom sending my grade seven, you know, yeah. to a full class in mm-hmm. less than a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent her to a summer camp last week and some people I knew I were like, like Oh, you're letting go to a maybe. camp. There's like 12 or 12 people there. How do you feel about that? I said, well, she's going to be sitting in a classroom in a month anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're, they were very, very careful. Um, but I think what we can all agree today, guys, is real estate just continues. Yep. Right? Yeah. And I mean, it, and honestly, we've done, we've been doing great. Mm-hmm. Like the market has been hot. Like every, I, I can't yep. think of like, even, even on the commercial side, like it's still been good. Like yeah. it's, things are still moving. Things are still happening. We, we built a couple commercial units for people that were expanding on their businesses. Yeah. Like we're still seeing people be successful and no matter what it's going to change. Like there's going to be commercial people that get absolutely crushed by this, Yeah. but it wasn't that long ago. We were all shocked that Blockbuster closed and we're not renting right. our movies there anymore. 
right? Like the world is just constantly changing and you just got to be willing to go on the ride. Right. And mm-hmm. so with, is a, I, with, I think that we're always going to need real estate business will always change, but as long as you're buying and holding, you're going to be fine. That's awesome advice. I don't uh, know. I learned a lot today. Me too. That was a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's great. I mean, that's a wrap. I'm yeah. good. That's a wrap. I'm not good in introducing, which I'll work on guys. And I'm not good ending. So you can wrap us up. Okay. Well, Evan, my man, thanks so much yeah. for coming on the show today. We awesome. really appreciate it. And of course, Emily, thank you very much. And of course, Cam behind the scenes, we really appreciate everybody's time today. And of course you, the listeners, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do it without you. And, uh, I certainly can't. So thank you very much, everybody. And, uh, we'll see you next week.